Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to Season 2 of Survival Kit for the Mental. I'm your host, San Canessa, squeezing your mind and gut tightly from somewhere in the Southwest. I'm an artist, painter, mover, shaker, bipolar, queer, neurodiversity advocate, tuning in and tuning out every Sunday to talk about mental health and the arts. Thanks for joining. Good morning, Earthlings. Welcome to Episode 5 of Season 2, Ways of Relating with the Body, Medication, or and Meditation. This week I've been really sitting with the way I relate to my body. And by saying that, I first target my relationship with my weight my relationship to my shape and my identities and beliefs around this construct that I know affects different people in different ways and different bodies in different ways. And my intention today in telling you a little bit of mine is to bring awareness and bring your story out as well in the way that you relate to your body, whether that's constructive or destructive, whether that's efficient or non-efficient, and whether it's a barrier and bringer and manifester of pain or joy and relief and home, whether you're at home with your body or in a constant fleeing relationship with it. This is nothing to do with a specific body size or body weight. It is more about our own rules and limitations and boundaries and borders regarding our body and then leading into our neurology. And so with my body and my journey with my body, I'm in a place of celebration the celebration not being uh oh my god i'm so in love with my body the celebration is around finally at 32 years of age coming to a place of acceptance and ease with my body whether i'm overweight in my mind or i'm at my ideal weight And this is the first time I feel like I've gained weight and I'm truly learning to love myself in that, in this kind of forever changing relationship because the body is a living organism and it changes every day and all the time. The story behind my relating with my body has a lot to do with my neurology meaning being bipolar, meaning, you know, when I'm manic, I get thin, and when I'm depressed, I gain weight, and when I'm experiencing new medication, I might also change, 
you know, it change, changes my energy levels, so I do less exercise, and hence I gain a few pounds. It also comes through my identity with gender, which for many years has been a source of conflict and um, has held a lot of reverence to the cultural beliefs of what androgyny looks like and what a gender-fluid person that can walk within both genders look like. And I've had a preference towards being flat, being contained and tight. And curves have always brought forth this discomfort in which I felt more feminine. And it's not only been an opportunity to dive into what about the feminine makes me uncomfortable, but also, you know, my identity around worth and being worthy. And with this present celebration of, wow, I'm worthy regardless of my shape and form. I am worthy regardless of how much I weight or you know, how much I feel comfortable in my body and questioning what makes me comfortable in my body and what makes me uncomfortable with my body. And in that, bringing forth the power of meditation. For so long, I also dove into, when relating to my body, to whether I should meditate or medicate. And there's many slogans around that say that if you meditate, you won't need medication. And there's a lot of belief that if you meditate, you'll be able to leave your medication. And so bringing forth the fact that this is so personal and no one aside of you knows what your neurology and body needs and to learn to discern who's the one talking, whether it's culture or someone with a very strong position of power in your life or, you know, someone you respect saying that medication is not for you or it's not good and you can meditate. I just want to say that a beautiful place to start is with both. And then this coming back to being medicated and being meditating, I find myself for the first time, dancing a new dance with my body, finding worthiness, not in, in, not even worthiness, but let's say that moods. I've had a lot of mood swings around my physical form. So if I'm moody, I might make myself moodier by gaining weight or make myself obsessive by trying to lose the weight I've gained and gaining weight, making me moodier and, you know, connecting like a weight gain to an identity of failure and not being empowered and really just humbly noticing how much of my system of worthiness and value is held on the physical, material aspect of the world. 
and whatever cues, you know, we've been socialized to value over others. I grew up in a household where, you know, a, a, a thin-like body held more power, where that was, you know, worthy of love and worthy of, you know, coming to, yeah, power, playing power. And understanding the part of me that has been socialized and shaped by that theory and practice, right? Since I was very young to now as an adult, two-spirited woman, finally claiming my own identity around my body and its worth and its shape and the breasts and the, you know, like the curves and the dance with and without them and I'm in a celebratory state because before if I was ever in a place of a little bit more form a little bit more femininity I would feel shame I would feel maybe unrecognized I would feel confused even and this holding of this identity based on form has taken so much of my energy over the years, has taken such so much of my focus, even away from my neurology and my actual chemical hormonal balance because I've been so fixated in looking a certain way. And if I'm not how I look and I'm not what I do, if I'm not a painter, if I'm not, you know, this person that weighs a certain size, if I'm not a homeowner, if I'm not uh, an entrepreneur, if I'm not a mental health specialist, who am I? And so peeling away all these layers, and at first it can be quite scary, and even feel slightly delusional that I would find myself free of these narratives. And I'm not saying that I fully do 100% of the time, yet I'm finding moments in which I am. And then I see the worth and the lightness of being regardless of my relationship to my body. You know, at times my body can feel so agile and in other times, I feel like I have an 80-year-old's body because of the lack of energy, because oh, of its my judgment towards its form of aging and developing. And if I can be with what is and learn from the shape that is and learn about myself and my psyche through that, I find this space the space where I am medicated and I am meditating. And I'm learning the mathematics and foundation for my own specific neurology to function. And this elimination theory that we're used to doing in our culture where one thing is better than the other is becoming a little inaccurate as I learn the program of how 
that way of hierarchy and measurement and value and worth is really no longer contemporary to my way of relating to myself and the world. And I believe I wanted to share this because I do believe, especially with a lot of my female-identified bodied friends, that this has always been a narrative, you know, our relationships to our body and our body shape. And I know that it's it takes some, it has taken some people's lives for this to be, you know, for this energy and kind of identity and belief and relationship to fester in the way that it has. And the difference between I am going to pump some endorphins in my body because I want to feel good today versus I need to do this because I am not where I want to be or I need to do this because I believe that I should be somewhere else or someone else or my body should be something else. And it's really clean and, and kind of really easy to discern and distinguish, you know, different relationships people have with their bodies. And, you know, maybe you're someone that has never had these thoughts or has never really had any concerns about the shape and do not have a hierarchy within what body form is above the other. And I think you are my, a minority if that is the case. And so I'm to bring this today to kind of extend the celebration and the possibility of going beyond your beliefs around what a worthy body is, going beyond your beliefs that medication is better than meditation and that meditation is better than medication because ultimately every organism every person is different and responds and needs and resources different and in this difference I invite as a tool this week to eliminate the hierarchy and how we measure and value worthiness and form and bring in the different archetypes and invitations that having different forms provide and the roles and the biodiversity that that gives and the enrichment it provides for an environment. And so I feel like it's a pretty positive and awesome day in that sense and I would love to hear from you around this idea, whether we should medicate or meditate and what your experience has been with that and also your relationship with your body and how that is held for you today and during these very peculiar times. All times are peculiar, but we are definitely making a historical dent in this moment and it's always a time to keep diving into your relationship with yourself and knowing that there's not a party that's 
better than the other when it comes to your body, even though in the world everything is kind of measured upon that. And there is this constant duality of entrapment or freedom. And so be there as it may, may you have the courage to play and doubt everything. See you next week.